Hello, everybody. This is a very special episode of Here Comes the Spider Cast. Today, we are talking about two cartoons, Spider-Man and Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. And this is your co-host, Michael. And as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited to talk about these today. That's right. And well, there's a big difference between the two of us. One of them, well, there's many differences, but one of them is that I grew up with these two cartoons and you did not, right? No, I didn't. Uh, I did. I grew up watching the the 90s uh, Spider-Man TV show and really liked that one. Okay, so we're not going to get into the history of the show. I'll just briefly say that both of these shows were produced at the same time, but for some reason... The, the solo Spider-Man cartoon was almost lost to history. No one ever talks about it. They always talk about Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Right. So I have... Spider-Man and his amazing friends, I had a, a VHS copy with a few episodes on it. So I've kind of kept up with that over the years, just re-watching that one tape. Okay. But this solo Spider-Man cartoon, which by the way has different voices. I don't know why they did it that way. But yeah. I have not seen this in almost 40 years. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, the Spider-Man one. I have seen okay. some episodes of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, but okay, I, okay. I don't. I don't think I've seen uh, any episodes of this uh, other Spider-Man series until now. Well, without getting into too much detail yet, I, I'll say that I watched the Amazing Friends episode first, then I watched this, okay. and I was shocked to learn that I actually enjoyed the solo Spider-Man one more. Yeah, uh, that one felt a little bit more like Golden Age comic. Um, it it was still very goofy, yeah. But it felt yeah like old fashioned. I guess I guess Wh- the, which one did the Spider Man Friends? Oh, the solo. Yeah. Well, t- to me, I think the reason I liked it is because first of all, it had Spider Man's classic status quo with like Aunt May, right? right. He and he has and- like normal everyday problems. Uh, right. Yeah, I, th- I think that w- those were my favorite parts too, where he's got to sw- like rush home to finish the paper, and as he's writing this paper, he falls asleep, and Aunt May walks in in the morning, and he's still dressed up as Spider Man, so he's got to throw on a house coat. Right. And, exactly. You know, she notices the the red uh, parts of his costume, but then just kind of brushes it off as fancy looking socks. Right. Right. So it's he's always kind of got these like personal problems and I, I love it yeah that, that was really fun in, mm-hmm. in uh, that episode it's also great that right away in this first episode we're introduced to dr octopus which yeah. is one of spider-man's oldest villains right so they do it right instead of bringing in all these other characters which they tended to do because i i think in the old cartoon they didn't i think they avoided his his villains for the most part i could be wrong about that with Mm. the 60s one i'm not positive okay but with this one i like how they just dive right in with dr octopus right you know yeah this is a lot Um, of fun uh he's also at empire state university just like in the comics right so that's great um okay so you know what here's the thing in the end the plot in this is is good but i want to talk more about the style of the cartoon okay now because for me like this is spider-man like i I actually i was starting to think that i i i saw this before i bought the comic but i think the comic that i bought uh spectacular 58 that was out before this so i must have already known about spider-man from the live action tv show right but this still yeah this still was early on and so 
in my brain, this is Spider-Man. Now, what did you think of, for example, the animation? Um, the animation was, I think, a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, but for, for the time, it's a little stiff. Like, <laughs> But that's just kind of how animation was in the 80s. It sure. was, it, you know, they didn't go too in-depth and because it was all hand done at the time too right Uh, right. it's definitely more difficult and time consuming and on uh the schedule i'm sure that they had being Mm -hmm. having to make you know dozens of episodes for tv so they can quickly go out and air they they definitely don't have as much time as like an animated movie at the time would have sure right so i think that uh definitely for the time the animation is pretty pretty good uh, the thing is, is yeah, and, and I also like that uh, the models they, they stay on say on model a lot too, which is yeah. good. And I want to say that in regards, we're not going to talk about the history of animation, but one thing I do know is that GI Joe was actually very innovative for the time, mm-hmm. and it was a step up from the average animation. And so this is a year before the GI Joe cartoon started, and so it was still in that, like you said, that's it's kind of stiff. It's a little bit primitive, right? But I still do like it. And the other thing mm-hmm. is, is a lot of the sound effects and the voice actors are the same as the ones used in G.I. Joe and Transformers. Okay. So f- for that reason alone, it, again, it just brings back all the nostalgia. Like when I hear a sound effect from something that I saw in G.I. Joe or Transformers, right away I'm transported back to age seven and eight and nine. Right. right. So there's I, a lot of that in this I will episode. say, I think that I liked Spider-Man's voice in the other one better oh yes we're gonna talk about that uh, yes. yeah he felt very casey Kasem in this one i, I don't know if it's, that actually was him no it wasn't but casey Kasem was around this time doing robin right did you know that yeah, yeah he and, did and robin I think that's he did why Streak, it reminded me of that so much like maybe they were trying to emulate that could be could be yeah they're both like teenage heroes at the time so maybe they were trying mm-hmm. to kind of ride on that uh yeah like gimmick and and idea sure but it yeah he his voice really felt like casey Kasem at times like that Mm -hmm. kind of announcer feel to it sure like even robin has that feel holy smokes batman like he's yeah that's a good really enunciates it that's a good point yeah 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 maybe it was um i gotta say i do love in this issue how dr octopus's headquarters is in a sewer yeah city and it's almost like Lex Luthor and Superman where, you know, Spider-Man has to crawl through and like open up this weird door and like he's got his whole lab down there. I just, I love that. Yeah, this kid, was pretty you know? fun. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And they they even, they, they incorporate J. Jonah Jameson with the photos and everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. is, wait, is J. Jonah in, in this or no, he's not. It's just that he's taking the photos, but he's not in this one, is he? Uh, I don't think. I'm trying to remember. I I'm don't scrolling. think that he is in this one, but he no. is taking pictures uh, throughout this one. Okay. But yeah, I mean, again, as a kid, I loved it. Oh, you wait, know, no, Dr. J. Jameson is in this. Yeah, I thought so because he was taking photos. So yeah, right. I knew he got it from... Yeah, he is in it. So yeah, yeah. again, this is this is classic Spider-Man status quo. In mm-hmm. the live-action Spider-Man show, they did not... They had... I think they had J. Jonah, but he wasn't quite the same... Uh, character as he is here you know like this right. is straight out of the comics so i really like this um sorry go ahead i, I was gonna say uh, i do also really like uh doc ox like 
evil plan too it's very comic booky it's like a classic story he's stealing these uh crystals to power up his octopus arm weapons to make him more powerful to right you know kill spider-man and you know do crime Uh, i thought that was a lot of fun yeah exactly yeah at the end him getting away on this (laughs) this octopus like scuba jet ski thing Mm -hmm. and his arms stick out of the vehicle and they like whip around and fight yeah it's it's goofy but fun like i I really really like it me too and there's probably a toy of that somewhere that's probably why they stuck it in there yeah it's still great right like it's so good Mm -hmm. um so here's the thing is that i have been waiting to see this show for almost 40 years okay um, and it's funny because I am in the middle of rewatching Batman, the animated series from the nineties. Oh, it's Blu-ray. so good. Oh, it's so good. And like, I can watch that like anything. Like I can watch one or two a day. When I watched these episodes of Spider-Man, I was not as enthusiastic to watch. No. More, okay. I was like, uh, like I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. But to actually, I could never sit down and marathon like a bunch of episodes. It is it is it is very dated and it's obviously made for younger kids. Right. There's no doubt about that, right? Uh, th- this could be fun with like a group of people, right? Having some snacks and kind of like talking about it, or like maybe goofing on it and kind of, you know, enjoying it for yeah. what it is. But yeah, I don't think I I would recommend this. To Ooh, be like that hurts. To that be hurts. like, oh, you gotta watch this. This is a great spider-man tv show i i think that it's fine and if somebody were to watch it i wouldn't tell them to turn it off or not watch it but right. i don't think it would be my go-to to show somebody who you know what spider-man is and what he could okay. be i i could concur with that yeah um it's hard to objectively like if i were to sit down and compare the 60s one to the 80s one to the 90s one I, the 90s one is probably objectively the best, mm-hmm. but I love the 80s one. And I also know that the 60s one, you know, it's got the best theme song. Right. It's got some cool animation in there. So it's kind of hard to objectively compare them because they're so tied to the time period that they were created, right? Right. See, so. I, I think I would even like recommend the 60s one more. Okay. Because it has more of that classic feel. Like it's, it, it feels like this, but amplified. Sure, sure. In in its simplicity, uh, the like corniness and goofy, like simple stories. Sure. So I sure. think that this is I think this is really fun and like definitely uh, perfect for its time. But I think now I'm it's not as interesting. Sure. But again, that that could also just be me, like as an outsider, not having you know watch it when I was little. Yeah. But. Well, for me, the way I see it is, hey, there's only 26 episodes of each, so guess what? I'm going to watch them all. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so I've got nothing but time to kill. Okay, so that brings us to the other cartoon right. that was launched the same day. <laughs> so this is the first episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, right. which again, this was Spider-Man for me when I was growing up. Uh, for starters, this is pr- one of the best theme songs of any show. In right. My opinion. Yeah, this is fun. I freaking love this theme song. In fact, here's a little tidbit for you listeners out there. The Spider-Man or the theme song for Comic Book Syndicate, the one that we've been using for 12 years, 
I actually gave my friend Phil Premerel a link, a YouTube link to this theme song, and I said, make it oh, sound that's like really this. that's really awesome. Yes, because I don't care what anyone says. This theme song, the music is good. It's got cool little changes. It's mm-hmm. got little, you know, like, oh, it's great. I love it. So anyway. Um, yeah, the, we're gonna uh, talk about- the, the action oh, sorry, is really ahead. fun, too in it and like what's going on the animation is also really good the animation is always very well done in the uh openers because they have it's like 10 20 seconds of animation but they probably spend the same amount of time right animating that as they do an episode because it's going to be in every single one and it's there to grab you so the animation is always fantastic in the openers that's why even in x-men uh, uh-huh. the, the opener for the, the 90s X-Men is so good mm. and so well animated. Or even Transformers. Like, if you look at that, oh. the the opening for Transformers is so good. The animation is great. They're spinning around the robots. Right, they're fighting and right. jumping at each other. But then you, when you watch an episode, they're like statues. They don't move. It's a right. still that's image. A good, it's it's a still point. image. And then, like, you know, Optus Prime's, like, triangle mouth just moves up and down as he's talking oh okay you know what i'll get and you know what's you know what's funny is this is a a side note Mm -hmm. the absolute best opening of any cartoon in the 90s especially compared to the rest of the show you know what it was what it was cops do you remember the show cops oh yeah oh my god (laughs) if i were okay if i ever had the opportunity to direct a hundred million dollar blockbuster I would just direct all of my action scenes to be like the opening of Cops, okay? <laughs> that thing is so dynamic. It's like the camera's flying around and right. every scene, you know, links to the next <laughs> one. And, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not as dynamic as that, no. as Cops or Transformers, <laughs> but it is fun. Yeah. And the other thing I love about this intro is that they introduce, first of all, for those that don't know, Firestar was created for this cartoon. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, apparently cool. it was originally yeah, it was supposed to be Iceman and the Human Torch as his pals, but instead, I think the Human Torch hit the rights were tied up with either another cartoon or something else, I don't know. Right. So it, they maybe created maybe it was also like there were two Human Torches. Right? Cuz there's the original Human Torch, like way back no, when. I don't know if that maybe ha- was like tied up in in rights back then, but no, no, no? it wouldn't have been okay. no because they they'd already used the Human Torch in um, one or two Fantastic Four cartoons. Okay, so it wouldn't have been that. I don't think no. So, but anyway, it's cool because now we get a girl, right? We get a female character, mm-hmm. and also I love her. She has a great costume design, in my opinion. As a kid, I had a crush on her. Because they, a, they got a cool voice for her, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who the actress was, but she's great. And then you got Iceman. Again, really good voice on mm-hmm. him. And this opening this uh, opening intro here introduces them both. And I love the way they do their powers, right? Yeah. Iceman uh, shoots the ice at his feet and covers himself in the ice. And Firestar shoots her arms out and creates this little circle or whatever again with the ice well the firestar is new but with Iceman, that was not how he did it in the comics so again we got to credit the show for doing this because they always think of a cool visual way to introduce the right powers, right so i thought that was really cool yeah it's really cool uh and you know um, speaking of voice acting too for Iceman, i'm almost positive this is fred from scooby-doo oh i think you're right yeah Absolutely. like it, he really sounds like fred. i mean he even looks like him yeah, in, in a lot of the shots we, too. I mean, we could Google it, but I mean, 
It's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, here's the thing is that I was really excited again to see this episode. But once I got past the nostalgia of the seeing the voices or seeing the characters, listening mm-hmm. to the voices, listening to the music, I must admit that I was disappointed by the actual writing of this episode. Yeah. And it was it was a struggle to even get through one episode, let alone continue past that. What did you think? Yeah, this was a harder one to, to watch for yeah. sure. Uh, I think the beginning was really fun, though. I, uh, I Before they go into, like, the costume party stuff. Sure. Uh, you just see Iceman and Spider-Man kind of working together to stop this burglary, I believe. Somebody, right, right. Somebody stole uh, something from, a like, a gem shop or something like that. Uh, so the two of them are working together to stop these guys and Iceman is making this ramp that he's swinging across and Spider-Man's running, running along with him. And there's some like fun stuff there at the beginning. I thought, you know, this could be really fun. Yeah. And then they kind of get into the like high school drama aspect of it and it kind of right. falls apart for me. Well, okay. First, they, they, they all, don't forget to introduce Harry Osborn. Or sorry, Norman Osborn. Norman, right. And it's his origin is slightly different from the comics. Um, in this, he actually turns into a goblin, which is, to be honest, cooler. Yeah. I think. It's much cooler. Um, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool how... So the status quo in the show is obviously different than the other show. Here, Peter Parker is roommates with um, Angelica and Bobby, and they all live together with mm-hmm. Aunt May. And again, I think that's cool. I don't mind. It didn't bother me, you know, no. when I was a kid. They've, they've also got a dog named Ms. Lion, which I found out someone, I think it might have been Midnight's Edge, that basically said that the reason Ms. Lion is in the show is because one of the execs thought that that was what kids wanted to see. They and need that's like an animal sidekick. Yeah, they got to have it. Exactly. Yeah. And hey, I never had a problem with Ms. Lion when I was a kid. So I was like, oh, whatever. That's Spider-Man's got a dog. I don't care. Right. right? Yeah, that's what it, I think that's what it feels like watching it. Like it feels like a forced animal sidekick. Okay. But also, I don't think it necessarily took anything away either. Sure. Because it wasn't the 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 dog wasn't a big part of the story. I'm sure right. you might feel it later on because I'm sure that there's going to be episodes where the dog is a main part of the story, sure. and it'll f- maybe overstay its welcome then, but. It didn't bother me much here. Sure. Now, I got to say, I actually, I always really liked this whole costume party thing because, Mm -hmm. first of all, um, uh, Angelica goes as Spider-Woman, who also had her own cartoon somehow around this time. In fact, she had it before Spider-Man, which is bizarre. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it came up before Spider-Man. Oh, interesting. We'll look into that later. And then uh, Bobby's dressed up as Captain America, which is funny. And then Peter goes as Spider-Man. And it's funny because instead of having a regular Spider-Man mask, he has one of those old plastic ones that just fits on with an elastic. (laughs) Right. I love that. And then, and then Bobby's date is dressed up as Medusa from, you know, Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And then they go to this party, and it's cool because everyone else is also dressed up as other Marvel superheroes. So we get cameos of people dressed up as Storm, Submariner, Black Widow, the Hulk, Vision. Uh, where, yeah. where's the? I don't see the. Where's the Vision? Uh, it's when I they're Hellcat. when they're all dancing, uh, like the one of the first oh, right. shots. When they're and all Scarlet dancing. Witch, yeah. Right. And then there's the wasp. Oh, that's power. Look at that power man with a different uh, yeah. colored costume. Wow, interesting. Doctor okay. Strange is there. 
Oh, Phoenix is there. You're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get some really, like, cool uh, cameos here. Right. Little, like, hints at other characters. So, yeah, I guess the thing is, is right off the bat, the writing probably is so far better in the other show, at mm-hmm. least for these two episodes. But uh, the premise, I don't know. It just seems like a, a lot more fun. Because he's got the roommates, it, it just seems like there's more possibilities for... Yeah stories you know what i mean like i don't know until i watch the whole series but it just seems like it's this is more fun and it's also a, a funny little gag where when spider-man goes to this uh halloween uh party there's all these other people dressed up as spider-man too so it's kind of yeah um i think that one gag that doesn't work for me though is that weird part where the green goblin started swooping at peter parker but it turns yeah. out to be somebody in a costume i know but like how are they roped up and rigged to fly around in this gym at a high school no it makes no sense it's at so all. wild to like think about that like and then they they show a shot of him swinging around and then there's another person dressed up as green goblin yeah swinging around like it's kind of weird yeah a little weird but yeah i mean i guess it you know it's kind of like another it's, it's an it's an extension of the joke of him dressing up as spider-man yeah at this thing but it just doesn't quite work as well yeah so so then we get um so then spider-man ends up facing off you know against the green goblin which is always cool because i love the green goblin i also i should also point out that at this point in the comics the original green goblin had been dead for like nine years right yeah because he was dead from i think 72 all the way to like 95 Oh, right. Did you know that? Yeah, because like Norman Osborn, Norman Osborn was dead, but Harry took over a couple times mm-hmm. and then Professor Bart Hamilton was Green Goblin for a couple issues. So it's kind of cool that in this, they just go right back and just get the original back and just do it right. You know, I thought that mm-hmm. was cool. Um, Again, not much of a story in this one. Yeah. But it still was cool. It's funny because I just watched it and you just watched it and we neither one of us can really remember what the actual plot was right. with the Green Goblin. <laughs> I, I think Green Goblin is breaking into the high school to steal a formula to turn everybody into Green Goblins. Into Goblins, which by the way, but this I, I don't know if this is the first time, but that has got to be the stupidest that's so super villain motivation awful. and and by the way i, I can also point out this was used in the amazing spider-man than, well no i was movie? gonna say oh was it used yeah with the lizard yeah the lizard the, wanted to want, turn oh everybody else into God, lizards so freaking <laughs> stupid but you know what else was what else did it x-men the first movie magneto wanted to turn everyone into mutants. oh right do you know how idiotic that is? I'm sorry. It's just such a stupid. Yeah. Like I can I can forgive a lot because these are superhero cartoons, but that is just a stupid motivation, you know. Yeah. So I can only hope that the writing gets better in future episodes because I'm looking forward to like episode three has Sunfire, and then coming up there's X Men. The whole team appears in a couple episodes, mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to those. But I gotta say, this first one, the writing is not great. Yeah. So, um, it's uh, still a lot of fun, but yeah, I'm hoping that they get better because I think that this could be something that I go back and revisit. Sure, um, this definitely isn't going to be something that like I'm going and watching every night. But if I'm doing right. something else, I'll put it on in the background and kind of watch while I'm, you know, drawing or doing something. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will concur. It's 
again, I waited four decades and it's not, it's not as good as I remember it to be when I was a kid. Right. Nothing ever is, but, um, it still is fun. I still love, like I said, I love the sound effects. I love the voices. Like the guy who's doing Peter Parker is the same actor that played Bumblebee on Transformers. You oh, know? So, okay. Yeah. I thought yeah. he sounded a little so, familiar too. Yeah. Like great voices on the mm-hmm. show. Great premise. It's fun. But again, it was meant for kids and obviously kids loved it because yeah. My my whole generation, we love this cartoon. We still talk about it, you know, so obviously it did its job. Right. So I guess that's it. I mean, this was a, a shorter than average episode, but it was our special. I guess this is uh, the week of Christmas, so it's sort of our Christmas special episode. Yeah. Um, so this actually came out September 1981. So around the first time that I got my first Spider-Man comic, this cartoon was on the air. I had probably already seen the live action TV show that was a piece of crap. And so it all of it solidified my love for Spider-Man. And That's so, awesome. You know, yeah, it all makes sense. I mean, n- none of it's, again, none of it's gourmet food, but it was definitely, like you said, it was like, this is like another home cooked meal. Yeah. Although not quite as, not quite as good as the, uh, <laughs> right. the issue of Spectacular that came out right. in September 81. <laughs> yeah. This may, maybe is like mac and cheese with hot dogs cut up into it. There you go. There you go. I'll concur on that. All right. So definitely looking forward to more. Like like we both said, we can't really recommend it, but maybe we can recommend it to kids. And yeah. We can recommend if you if you've got nothing to do if you're if it's at like the end of a party and everyone's kind of half drunk and you want to like throw something on in the background. This is what you throw. Yeah, on, that right? could be really fun. Yeah. For there sure. you go. So there you go, folks. Spider Man and Spider Man and his amazing friends pilot episodes of each show moderately recommended by both of us not great writing but Mm -hmm. they were still fun so next week we will be returning to our regularly scheduled episode of here comes the spider cast following the monthly adventures of our favorite hero spider-man see you then see you then merry christmas (laughs) 